three, two, one. We celebrate Black History Month with a mini series called African American Experience in Football. And our first guest is going to be Aquafe Ajaqua, better known as AJ, former San Antonio FC player and a longtime veteran of the USL and the college circuit. With us today, we have AJ Ajaqua. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you? Doing well. AJ, thank you for joining us here at Toy San Antonio Football. You've been a longtime friend, longtime supporter, and we appreciate everything you've done in your career and what you brought to San Antonio during your two, almost two and a half year tenure to here, didn't you? Yeah, so I, I was there in the year of 2017. 2017, yeah. 2017, yeah. one of the most successful uh, soccer seasons in USL history, one of the most successful soccer <laughs> seasons in, uh, in, in San Antonio history. And you were part of it, scoring goals, tearing up defenders. It was awesome. So we appreciate everything you've done for us. So let's get the show on the road, AJ. You know, we're, we're kicking off Black History Month um, with a mini series here at Soy San Antonio Football. We could not be any more proud to launch our series with you. So um, let's start off with some of the some of the things that people want to know what it means. I want to know about the Black experience in soccer through your eyes, through your voice. My first question to you, um, what drew you towards playing soccer? Uh, so I didn't really grow up playing ball. Uh, I honestly wanted to be a hooper. Uh, you know, I wanted to be like Adam Iverson. So it was something big on my mind where like, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I would always tell my uncles and my dad and my mom, like, yo, I'm going to be a basketball player. I'm going to the NBA, right? And uh, through my childhood at the age of 12, my parents thought it would be best for me to go to school in Cameroon. Mm -hmm. So at age 12, I left the States and I was in boarding school in Cameroon called uh, Sacred Hearts Bamenda, right? All boys boarding school. And when I was out there, I was still playing ball. I was still playing basketball and, uh, you know, but I was surrounded by the game. So during my time, my free time, I'll take time to like watch all these, uh, all my peers and kids uh, and all the kids, uh, play ball and I was like, dang, this is interesting, this is fun. I definitely tried it out myself, but I was really bad. So I made sure I stuck to hooping. Came back to the US and uh, I told my, my brothers were all playing. My youngest one was playing and they were all playing at a good level. At the time was Premier, right? Before the academy and all that. So Premier was like the top, the top flight. And uh, I was like, yo dad, I wanna play ball. I wanna play soccer. He's like, okay, we got to sign you up. Boom, signed up for U16 AYSO. Ended up playing on a couple Sunday league teams. I try to get myself involved as possible. You know what I mean? So, so it was really, it was really my family that kind of brought me closer to soccer. My younger brothers who kind of inspired me to, to really take on the sport itself. With you mentioning your father and your brother. How has soccer contributed to your growth as a person? 
And how does it feel to be able to share your passion for the sport with others, with that experience? Yeah, so so with my, as for growth as a person, it, it's taught me so much, right? Because the beautiful thing about this game and the beautiful thing about majority of sports, but football, soccer specifically, you know, you're surrounded by so many different cultures, you know, and I remember going to school and uh, I studied back, I studied health administration and the, the big thing and focus, especially in the hospital was being culturally aware, right? So I think that's what football soccer does. It teaches you to be culturally aware, right? You walk into a locker room and you'll find different ethnicities, different people from different cultures, and you immediately try to find ways to how to be respectful right, of their day-to-day -day, uh, activities or their faiths or their beliefs, right? And from there, you know, despite the color, despite the shape, you instantly become family. You instantly want to do anything for that player to make sure your teammate, your brother, your, you know what I mean, your friend is, is ready to go when, when needed or when called for when he's that bones of the pitch. But better than that, you want to make sure that they're doing okay in their likelihood, right? So... As for growth, it, it, it just, it made me a better person overall. It made me a better leader. It made me a better teammate. It made me a better friend. It made me a better father. You know, uh, it made me a better brother. Let's bring it back a little bit to what drew you to play soccer. Um, you have a lot of life experience when it comes down to the the growth and what it's contributed to you personally, but none of that would be possible without role models in your life. Tell me a little bit about, or tell us a lot more about those role models that you had growing up and why are they your role models? Coaches, parents, college experience. Sweet. So as for role models playing the game, uh, growing up in the city I did, there wasn't too many footballers that that made it as far as you can call them a role model. There was definitely people who inspired me that were older than me within that time frame, right? But as for as for uh, as for guys that I can go, dang, you know what? I wanted to be just like you. It that was that was missing, and I felt like. And I think that kind of almost inspired me to be that person, right? And so just obviously being a being an older brother, having three younger siblings, you know, there's a little bit of that 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 born pressure, right? Just as you're born into the pressure, like you know, you 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 have to set the standard, you know, you do well, more than likely your brothers will do well. You know what I mean? If if you're motivated and you're inspired and you have confidence, more than likely your brothers will feed off of that, right? So uh, as for inspiration goes, I would say my, my high school coach was huge. Uh, I grew up and I, like, you know, this, I'm, I wasn't the perfect individual, I'll tell you that. I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, and there was one thing that he told me, he was like, look, my senior year even, he said, if you want to make it, even to the college level, you need to change your attitude. He goes, he goes to, to be a respectable person, 
has to be earned. It's not given. So when he told me that, obviously I'm the second team, I'm looking at the guy like my attitude, like, yo, like, what do you mean? But as I got older and as I continued to travel and play ball, I started to notice that you have to be professional at a young age to set you up for the future. Like what you do today is setting you up for tomorrow and so forth and so forth. And you kind of just really got to stack up your good days on top of your good days because there will be bad days, there will be bad moments, but you can't sit and dwell on the bad moments. You know, stay positive and you continue to grow. So my high school coach and uh, there was a guy named Travis Jerky who was actually an African-American player, African-German player that grew up in the city. You know, I looked up to him a lot, you know, started off when I started playing AY. So he was on the older team. And when I got to Gardena High School, I tried out for the team. He was on varsity at a young age. And I, I kind of looked at that like, dang, that's what I want to do. I want to get to the, I want to get to that varsity level. You know, um, my cousin Gio, he, uh, he was huge. He was huge inspiration. He did everything from the girls he dated to the, you know, playing college ball to, to uh, playing overseas. Like when, when I found out he left to Europe to play basketball, it was like the biggest thing for me. I was just like, wow. He like, you know, I don't know if you're too familiar with African cultures, but uh, school is, school is massive. Like, and, and I can younger, I, when I was younger, I didn't understand it. But now as I'm older, I kind of get it. It was like, you know, my parents did everything they could. Like they left, they left their lives that they, that they grew up with in Cameroon to come to the US to start a whole new generation and, and lead off, right? You know what I mean? So they just wanted to make sure that we had any and every opportunity to be successful, you know? So besides my parents and, and my, you know, being a huge inspiration when it comes to work ethic, when it comes to kindness, when it comes to growth, my cousin, like I spoke of, uh, there was a couple of local ballers that, that kind of like, you know, I surrounded myself with, I, I would, I would assume the best players within the South Bay area from like Andre Toraldo, who was huge in the South Bay, Diego Toraldo, his older brother, uh, Jossie Zardes, uh, there was Jurgen, there was uh, Eric Nieto, Enrique Murillo. Jeez, uh, man. Yo, if I, Alfonso, Tony, you know, good friend today, one of my best friends today, Juan Perez. Uh, just a, a bunch of guys that were, you know, they were ahead at the time. They were, they were those top players and I was here and I was like, okay. I need to put myself around you guys. Like, all right, they can talk about me being the worst player in the beginning. That's fine. But I'm going to make sure I'm going to catch up to you guys. You know what I mean? That's awesome. over like that. But, but yeah, you know, my peers inspired me, really. And uh, my coaching staff. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing all that with us. I mean, yeah, of course, role models. Obviously, I've had my role models. Uh, throughout my years, even to continue doing what we're doing here, podcasting and doing soccer in San Antonio and growing the game as much as we can. And um, no, but that's that's amazing to hear, to see who has influenced you growing up throughout this whole time to um, allow you to get to these levels. Now, it, with all that inspiration, with all those um, examples that were left before you, 
Uh, let's talk about your career a little bit. Um, what does what what does it what does being a black man in American professional soccer mean to you? And guide us a little bit through your college years and being black in the USL, the struggle, the glories, the work. Oh, for sure. Uh, I like to start off just like, like I said, my mom from, from beginning with my younger brothers and everything was just like, look, like it's not gonna be easy. Whatever you want to accomplish won't be easy. And, you know, and she made it very clear, like, look, you're a minority, you know, you're a black man, you're an African man, you know, it, it won't be easy. So you gotta work 10 times harder. You know what I'm saying? You can't compare, you can't, you can't compare your journey. One thing I learned is that you can't compare your journey to anybody else's. You know, you have your own story. It's written by you. It's how you lead it off. At the end of the day, you can choose what you want to react to. At the end of the day, you can choose what motivates you, right? Uh, as for being a, a African male, a black male in college sports, then again, it was, it was also, you know, it was hard at times. You know, people always thought I was angry or something like that because I didn't want to smile. And it wasn't that, I just felt like there wasn't a reason for me to smile yet. You know what I mean? Like if I, you know, it, it's just, I held myself to a certain standard, right? Not saying that I wasn't angry or wasn't, I wasn't happy, I mean. It just, I wasn't ready to show that joy, you know? And, and I'm, I'm assuming people, people notice, I think now with time, people have noticed what joy means to me, right? Like I remember, I remember scoring my first professional goal. I didn't even smile. I wasn't even like I wasn't even happy. You know what I mean? It was more of like we were down two zero. We were down two zero, and coach put me in and said, "Yo, we need an impact player." All right, like, "Yo, we need you to change the game." Boom, got in, got the goal two one. Boom, next goal came in. Boom, next goal came in. We ended up winning, right? I remember getting my first assist. I was, my first assist, I was happy. I, I didn't even go celebrate, but the guy who scored, I ran to the sideline because prior to that game, the coach had told me, so yeah, AJ, you're scratching the surface a little bit more, a little bit more. Just give me a little bit more and, and you separate yourself from my average player to class, right? And next thing you know it, boom get my assist and I'm running hands out, just like, oh, I did it, you know what I mean? You know, but, but yeah, it, it, it's, always, it's always been hard, but I, you know, I, I had to make a choice. I can sit and dwell or I can look at it as adversity. I look at it as another challenge and overcoming that challenge, you know, growing up in the city I did, like I told you, like I wasn't the best, I wasn't the best player, I, I wasn't. You know, I, some would say they probably loved the game more than I did, right? But at the end of the day, like, I, I, I knew what I wanted. I knew what I needed. I knew what I wanted to accomplish. I knew what I needed to accomplish for my family. And it was paving the way for my brothers, paving the way for the next generation, paving the way for the next African-American player out of Gardena, California, who had dreams of making it 
on TV or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? That's that. That's just amazing to me. That I mean, that's incredible. Um, not much I, as any community would say. You know, I grew up in La Jolla, Texas, down on the border. Nothing good comes out of La Jolla, Texas, right? What what can come out of Gardenia, California? Well, there's a perfectly great example in a you know AJ Jaqua. You know, we love that story. I mean, that you, I can just see you, just exact same emotion. I've witnessed that emotion. I might not have witnessed your first goal that really meant something to you, but I've seen you with those arms, you know, spread out like eagles, man. You running down the field towards the fans. I've seen that. I've witnessed that with my own eyes. Always go to the sidelines. I love it. We, we, we do miss that. We do miss that, man. Thanks for sharing that. Now, when it, when it comes down to, when it comes down to soccer, you're not done. Uh, talk to us about the time that you needed to analyze yourself as a black man, as a professional. Um, we talked about your career. You have a daughter now. And, yeah. and talk, uh, to us, right. talk to us here in a little bit. I'm going I'm to guide you through this one. Uh, let's, let's talk about how it all came to, um, to fruition, to to say, you know what, it's time for me to hang up the boots. I know we had a conversation, yeah. a very meaningful conversation as friends. And, and, you know, it broke my heart when you said, man, I think, I think it's time. Yeah. But, but you, you said some amazing things that I think are so relevant for the next African-American soccer player out of Gardenia, out of Texas, out of, to the kids, to the, to the young black man playing high school soccer in Texas. Uh, when it comes to the point of saying it's time, guide us through that moment in your life where it was time for you to um, take a step back yeah. and, and, and hang up the boots for a greater cause. Yeah, so, you know, my first year away from my daughter, obviously my daughter was born in 2018, and uh, so the season came about, uh, it was just, it was hard being away from her, you know? Like, I just felt like a piece of me was missing every day. A piece of, a piece of peace, really, right? Like, so I found myself at the end of the 2019 season asking myself like, yo, I love this game. I love it more than anything in the world. Like it literally has given me everything and everyone around me. Am I willing to stop? And then the COVID-19 came and there was a lot of uncertainty with contracts and the delaying of situations and roster opportunities and stuff like that. I really wanted, if, if possible, if I could have, if I could have returned back to Texas, like I told you, if, I, if, if San Antonio would have said, hey, you know, we want to bring you back, that would have been an option. If Orange County would have said, hey, AJ, we would love to bring you back, that would definitely would have been an option. But there's a lot of things that fell through the cracks with those situations. And, and when that was happening, I had to ask myself, am I willing to go away again? 
am I willing to go play in the East Coast and already be here in the West and my family be out here in the West? And I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to go down a different journey. You know, uh, I've given the game 10 plus years of my life, lots of travel, a lot of alone time. And being home for that time, and obviously this uh, season had, was on standby at Prolonged, being home and being around my mom and my dad and being around Ari as much as I was and seeing my brothers daily, it, it kind of hit me. I was like, dang, yo, I don't know who you guys are anymore. You know what I mean? Like birthdays became FaceTimes, you know, uh, finding out Ari was coming to this world was through a FaceTime and, I, you know, uh, uncles that uncles that raised me were passing away and I wasn't able to be there for my cousins and I wasn't able to be there for people to be there spiritually, be there through a phone call away, but I wasn't really there, it, you know, and coming home for the first time in X amount of years and, and being a part of a funeral and being surrounded by all my cousins and aunts and, and seeing the joy in their eyes of them seeing me in one of the darkest moments or a beautiful moment just kind of hit me. And I was just like, yo, I need to be here. I need to be in Los Angeles. I don't need to be anywhere else. And I, I look back at my journey and I look back at all the moments that I've created and the friendships and people that I've met and it's all for one reason. And the experiences are all for one reason. It's not for me to share it with the next generation, share it with the next kid, you know? So the company I work for now, Topo Football, they're, they're changing the way people train, they're changing the way people look at training. You know, it's an innovative way with technology that can help, you know, the goal is, the goal is how quickly can we help these players progress, right? But better than that, me being around, I've gone through college football, soccer. I've gone through PDL. I went to high school. I played uh, club soccer. I, I bet on myself when no one else believed in me and bought a one-way ticket to Europe and lived out in London by myself and then traveled to Spain by myself on a trial and got called by LA Galaxy to come back to LA to play for their second team and didn't make the cut because they were moving players down from the first team and then went on another trial to Orange County and got blessed with a contract three days in and then wasn't starting as much as I thought I was gonna be starting, but got blessed with a few minutes and, and my phone started ringing. It wasn't me reaching out to teams anymore. It was, it was teams wanting me to come in and teams fighting over me to play for them and, and, and making a decision to go to San Antonio right and, and creating a new home for myself you know a place that i could see myself moving to in the future right and 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 then giving myself all to the club and and then having to put in a tough decision for my future that i had to make and then moving to, you know what i mean like like and then going to tulsa fc as a top signing and, and not seeing the field as much as I thought I was gonna see the field and thinking to myself, like, am I doing something wrong? And, and, and battling with mental, with a mental illness and, and challenging, and, and, you know, and, and then finding peace at the end of it to say, yo, God put me here to share my journey. God put me here to, 
to help to help the next player, you know, or the universe, if for those who believe in the universe, put me here to share it, right? And have these passionate conversations with parents and kids and tell them, yo, it's possible. It's definitely possible. You know what I mean? So that, yeah, that's 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 on that part. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing to, to, to witness. I mean, that's deep, that's insightful. Um, these are things that the modern fan doesn't get to see when it comes down to a professional athlete, especially an African-American male um, who has struggled through the process of, of becoming, becoming AJ, becoming the professional player. You've reached goals, you've reached, uh, you've reached some dreams that kids have, are dreaming at the moment. Uh, we're coming down towards the end here, but before we do that, I want to talk about two things. I want to, I want to hear now, now that you, you're not, now we said you're not done yet. You spoke about your academy. You work with some youth soccer players with your academy. And what, for us here, what, what is it that you want the young African-American coming up in the game of soccer football to understand, to get right now? If you were AJ uh, Akafe Jaqua coming up in Gardenia at your high school, what would you tell that young black Cameroon kid? Keep dreaming and hold on strong to your beliefs. You may lose friends, you may lose family, you may think you're losing time, but it's all for the future. It's all for the future self. And it's a beautiful journey with heartbreaks, with love, with smiles, with tears. But at the end, it's all worth it. The memories, the memories are all we have and the memories create the journey, you know, and, and if anything, it brings everyone closer again. Man, that's amazing, man. I mean, that's, that's inspiring, brother. Uh, really. I mean, that even speaks to me at even in this moment, because there's times where just myself as a Latino American in this, in this country, a, a Nicaraguan American, in this country I've, i mean doing what we're doing there's times like you said you know hey you got to keep dreaming and, that, and, that, and that's what that, those are some beautiful words from uh aj uh um that, i mean that's got me thinking that's for sure now aj before we wrap up i want to open up the mic to you i want you to take this time to speak freely about whatever you wish um it's something whatever's on your mind as as a as an American, as a black American, as an African-American soccer player. This is your time, AJ. So whatever you wish. Okay. Uh, I just believe we all need to start holding each other accountable. We just, it's a time for us to all be kind and, and really start new, start fresh. Uh, I believe, I believe as cliche as it sounds, treat people the way you want to be treated. Really, I remember being told that as a kid, a lot of these things, like becoming a parent and, and seeing how innocent my daughter is, especially to the world and, you know, and 
and seeing how she's growing every day, it just, it teaches me a lot, right? It teaches me that, yo, like, why did I, like, there's no reason for me to stop dreaming. I can still dream of vacations I want to take. I can still dream of food I want to taste. I can still dream of, of things I want to achieve, right? And it's, it's putting that time in and, and accomplishing that. Anything's really, truly possible if you truly believe in yourself at the end of the day, you know? Uh, yeah. And also, shop Marvel Studios, man. Stop playing with yourselves. <laughs> we got some really cool things happening. It's a clothing brand I've started. I think the majority of people know that I love fashion. It's always been on my mind. Uh, if you guys watch the old clips of San Antonio and they talk about who's the flies guy on the team, it was definitely me. Seba's chin and uh, Deb and tried a little bit, but it was definitely me. I was definitely the flyest. Uh, but yeah, check out Mawa Studios. We're doing some good things and uh, we're moving forward. We're growing together. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for having me. No, the honor is all ours, AJ. I mean, it's awesome to, to, um, to just have you on here. And yeah, for sure, I'm going to agree with you 100%. You definitely were the flyest. Oh, cool, looking dude on that squad. <laughs> I, I, I would always see um, Sebastian Ibiaga over there trying to compete with you. Sometimes Billy Forge would try to oh, keep Billy, up with Billy you. Billy's not even in a conversation. <laughs> and, and even Devin Vega. Devin Vega yeah, had some cool kicks. I, had, I, I dug his kicks, man. But when it came down to overall fashionista, modern man that just like identified with his own style, it was for sure you, my man. So... Hey, you know what, AJ? It's it's awesome that you were able to come out here and share your story with us for sure. Um, we're excited to 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 um, share this with the public all over the nation and in San Antonio and in Texas. You know, we you're not done. Yeah, San Antonio, I miss y'all, man. I love y'all for real. Yes, sir. We definitely miss and love you too, dude. So, folks, with that, we're gonna wrap up our our series with AJ. Stay tuned to the video. And if you are listening on this podcast, thank you for tuning in. Do not forget to check out AJ Jaquist's Instagram page and for sure his style, Paula. I love that. I love that name. I love that, 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 that look. Lots of fashion tips there from this man. Thank you for being with us, AJ. Thank you, boss. You have a good one, yeah? Three, two, one. Here we go.